play by any rules. All right, we're no going rules. Live. We're going live. We're gonna see what we're gonna make this happen. <laughs> it sounds like over here. <laughs> yeah, right. I went in the other room, so just try to get the kids involved. We're getting the kids into the sports. What we're doing by getting well, them on a on a podcast they should know well, uh, not be on. Well, he's looking forward to the uh, the zombie paintball shoot that we do every year, so he's looking forward to that. So. Oh, that's awesome! I want to go to one. How old is he? Five. Oh, okay. Okay, training them early. That's what's up. That's what's. Oh good. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Start them early. Start them early. Uh, okay, so we're live. Welcome to episode eighty-seven. I think it's eighty-seven of uh, of the Maritime Wilson podcast. I'm your host, Hooligan. I'm totally not paying attention to my camera right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm full of turkey and stuffing from from still from like a day ago. So bear with me. Um, anyways, with me, I have in the left corner, I have Jeff Petland. He's the uh, owner and operator of Tier One Scenarios there in Ontario. Hello, and then on my right, obviously, as always, I have the one and only Bricktop of the Command Bros. Command Bros. What do you do? What do you do? You're going to get that on a t-shirt, right? Yes. Coming soon. Good, good. <laughs> You're letting out secrets. Yes, I'm sure. Um, actually, speaking of t-shirts, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get hats made. Well, a hat anyways. And it's just going to be like the old school trucker hat. It's just going to say, make paintball great again. And it's just going to look exactly like Donald Trump's. Yeah, I can't wait. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except less racist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it clean. So, I'm excited. I'm stoked. Can't wait to have it. So, let's go uh, Let's go right into uh, the reason why we brought Jeff on. Because he's here. Right. And, uh, sorry, I'm fiddling with my computer and not paying attention. Who are our lucky two viewers yeah, watching our t- us? Our whole two viewers. It's awesome. Oh, it just jumped to four. My mom must be in the room. <laughs> Mama Bear's in the room. Right. Get your mom to get on her phone and the computer, put it on the TV, put it on, like, I want, like, you know, five or six viewers. That's right. Great. We right? need to bootleg our own show. Then we'll get more ready. <laughs> we'll sell really <laughs> shitty copy DVDs. He's <laughs> right. Sell on the street. <laughs> right. That'll make people want to, like, damn, they getting bootlegged. They must be decent. Right, right. Only people, yeah. Only famous people get bootlegged. Uh, <laughs> right. So, Jeff here is, uh, like I said, owner and operator of Tier One Scenarios. They're uh, uh, scenario paintball, and I think you still you dabble in airsoft as well, right, Jeff? We do not. No, who does? We ne- who we, ne- we never have. And who never ever. <laughs> not even once. Just like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about it? Like, uh, you know, there's guys that do it a lot better than I would, and I mean, I've got a lot of experience in paintball, so I kind of stick to what I know. I wouldn't want to. I, I like to give people a, a sincere experience, and I just don't think I'd do it justice, to be honest. That is a very political and choreographed answer. I love it. Yes, that written down in front of him. But it's funny that I don't, though, because the thing is, you know, like, I mean, I I take a lot of inspiration from airsoft stuff, but I've been doing paintball for 19 years now. And then if I was to go and do an airsoft event, like even if I was to go and start playing, I'd be like 
I would be the funny first timer story and I'm not about to take a hundred people's money and, and give them the experience from the, uh, the, from the first timer perspective. Right. Right. That's legit. That's, that's professional. Look, there's, there's a reason right there for a hundred people to give this man some money. Is, right. Cause he'll take it and, but he will provide you a decent experience. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Bill's, Bill's three-year-old is sitting with him while he's watching this. That's awesome. Um, What's up, Koala? We got two command bros watching us right now. Mama Bear and Koala. Excellent, excellent. So does it mean we have to watch the cussing? No? All right. (laughs) So, Jeff, you just just wrapped up, what, last week? Uh... Two weeks is the third, or the first was the uh, the event we did uh, Operation Cornerstone at PRZ on October one. Yeah, ten days ago. Um, shame I missed it. I really wanted to go, but unfortunately, it's a long ass drive to make by yourself. It is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to pull that one by myself. Maybe one more person, but but solo, maybe not so much. Yeah, no. And, How many hours? Uh, twenty-four. Uh, mm. no, well, it's twelve there, twelve back. Yeah, I'll but. Say no, it's, 24. Not, it's not terrible, but it's a lot of cutting through weird parts of the highway that cut through like abandoned portions of Quebec. So, so it'd be like, you know, you could go 200 kilometers without seeing a town. And, uh, well, that was like, uh, I did a tour out in Cape Breton and it was like that. And we kind of crossed the island just before it got dark and didn't realize how far it was to the next town. And we're stuck in the middle of Cape Breton Island going, where the hell are we? And how are we going to get back to civilization? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was avoiding. And my car is tiny, like this big. And I didn't want to be alone when I hit something. So (laughs) if I'm going down, somebody's coming down with me. And, uh, no, honestly, well, Quebec, just, it could be a moose too. And that'd be the end of you. Uh, I don't know. I think the car's small enough. I might go under them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a tiny car, man. No, honestly though, 12 hours is a really long time to drive by yourself. Uh, I, I'd get bored. I'd get tired. I just don't want to do that. So anyways, not the point. The point of this was that I was mad that I missed the event. So let's talk about that event. So how was it? How many people did you have? Uh, we ended up pushing, we're just shy of a hundred. Uh, which, I mean, is kind of representative of what we've been seeing this year in general. I think the uh, the whole interest on a bit of a downturn. Uh, all of our events this year, we've been about 20, 25% lower uh, in attendance. But it's still, you know, it was a really good turnout. It was uh, it was a cool day, uh, which was nice. Good for the, uh, good for running around. And uh, it threatened rain, but it managed to hold off. And I think that kept a lot of people away too, because usually uh, PRZ draws a crowd. Yeah, Pierce is one of those fields that you just sort of you go to. It doesn't really matter what event's going on; it's just it's a sweet field to be part of. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. So you know, we yeah, we had about hundred people. It was uh, like just shy of hundred people. Good turnout. Everyone was in uh, pretty good spirits. So at the start of the day, anyone everyone's in pretty good spirits. So what was the thing? Uh, so we've had an ongoing story that we've been doing actually for the last three years that all of our games have revolved around this uh, consistent plot of a uh, former Russian spy uh, kind of creating trouble spots around the world to try and leverage Russia back into prominence 
uh, I guess on on the world stage. So this was uh, another continuation in that it was also loosely based. Uh, I mean, we generally, I don't know, we try and stay away from anything too political or too real or whatever, but uh, it was also kind of loosely based on uh, the 13 hours in Benghazi or what have you. Just because, I, I, if you guys know PRZ at all, like I mean, it's a, it's a three building complex. Uh, it's got a two story, a three story, and a large warehouse. So it kind of suited itself to that kind of like we're trying to get out of this kind of confined situation. Right. Yeah, it's guys, an amazing field. It really is. It's just awesome. I can't say enough good things about it. And the owner's awesome. The owner, uh, the owner loves the the people that play the game, and uh, mm-hmm. he's super chill and he's super accommodating to everyone. So I, mean, I can't say enough good things about Tim. He's uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, he opened up the field to us when we drove in. We uh, we drove all night Thursday night uh, last year. Got there Friday, and he opened the field up for us Friday night, uh, so we could play a small night game just uh just the the Maritimers, which was like he didn't have to do that. Yeah, and that's that, that's Tim all over the place. Tim's just really good about that. Like you know, if, if people want to play, he's uh, he's he's good about getting them in there to play and stuff like camping because he knows. I mean, even from Toronto, which is the major city I'm in, is a good two and a half hours to uh, to PRZ. So he knows. You know, people are driving a good hike to to go play his field. So you know, he opens it up for camping and he's pretty accommodating. And this year. He let people play uh, walk on BYOP for ten dollars if they had our ID card the second day. So, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, what's up? I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, no. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time and great crowd. So that's great to hear. Um, I assume it was a lot of the the, the regular uh, Milsim guys. The uh... and and that's the other thing that uh, in addition to the declining attendance, uh, one thing I'm noticing is uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of new people. Uh, I would say our our regulars this year probably made up maybe I'll say maybe 25 percent of uh, wow. regular attendees uh, at uh, at Cornerstone. Yeah, you know what? That's it's good and bad. Uh, well, it, it's, it's good because you're getting new people in there. You know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. part of the reason I started doing this was for the people and like friendships I've made and just like, like some, some of these guys, the only time I see them are at my games. But the reality is, I mean, a lot of guys, I mean, they're getting older, they're getting married, they're getting houses, they're having kids where they're just not having the time to go traipsing all over creation to play paintball all the time. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it gets expensive. It does, and especially a destination thing like PRZ, right? So we've got a guy, guys that are west of the city. So they're driving an hour or two to hit Toronto, and then another. So like they're driving five hours to go play PRZ, where you know, if, there's so many games out there now. And I know we've talked with this before, uh, Hooligan. You know, like there's just so many games out there now. Like what? And I, I'm not even saying this to kind of be down on myself, but you know, like what makes it worth it to go that five hours? Versus if there's a game that's like half an hour and you can be home in time for dinner and to tuck your kid into bed kind of thing. Whereas if you're wrapping up at five o'clock, you're not getting home till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's that's that is definitely a, a factor. And especially where, you know, I, I was upset I couldn't go to Cornerstone. Uh, but at the same time, I managed to supplement it by going to Longreach Paintball, which is only an hour's drive from where I live. So it was. You know, it wasn't as exciting as going to PRC and playing in in uh, one of your scenarios, but at the same time, it was kind of nice to. 
go home and shower and sleep in my own bed after a day of paintball. You know, it's well, yeah, and that's just it. It's, it's getting just getting harder to get guys out for these destination events. Like they have, I don't know. Like there's so many events, and I, I think that's just an ongoing thing, along with declining attendance. Is the uh, the overabundance of events is making it harder for people to kind of justify going so far out of their way for an event. Yeah, every and yeah, yeah. That's that was a whole other conversation. It just when when is an event an event when is it not uh, well and exactly and i think the last time i think last time i was on we had we had a similar conversation about like you know like just a a big game versus a scenario and that kind of thing yeah not a walk on with a name yeah well exactly so uh so which uh which side won uh g7 uh, with a uh which is our our russians with a extremely decisive victory actually no, I just steamrolled the other team, eh? And and so this is something. So a lot of the feedback we've been getting over the last year uh, is talking about people wanting, you know, like more immersive games and more detailed games where they're it's a bit more structured, like I don't know, for lack of a better, like the actual military or even like airsoft events, right? Where you've got that kind of all encompassing. So we pushed the envelope a little this time and we gave guys you know like we broke them down into squads and we broke them down like con comms channels and and we really advocated this kind of thing to go on so our uh, our u.s side didn't quite i don't know they understood it but i don't think they implemented it as effectively as uh as the g7 side okay. and like the g the g7 it was a textbook out there like there was guys like squads that were just cleaning off missions like they're going out of style and the guy said he fired uh i think he said he fired 37 paintballs and 25 first strikes all day but like his squad probably completed the most missions of any squad on the field like they just were just playing the objective the whole day yep communicating well we uh we do a lot of this the the standard so we we do uh you know, eliminate or uh, save HVT missions and where we've actually got vehicles on field where you've got to move, move an HVT to a vehicle at a loading dock, get them on the vehicle and out. Uh, we had ones where we had uh, injured NPCs, where we had refs as role players that uh, had to be rescued in the middle of a firefight. Mm-hmm. We do uh, some bomb plants. We've got a uh, a full size uh, steel mortar that we uh, we ha- we make the guys disassemble, move to locations, and fire on targets. Uh, we do intel grabs. We do some territory grabs. Generally, we try and stay away from that. That tends to get a little rote, so we try not to do too much of that. But we try and mix it up. You know, we spend a good three months minimum writing any one of our scenarios. Mm-hmm. And we kind of step by step run through them and figure out how missions should should go or we expect them to go. And we right. try and think of those. How is someone going to mess with this scenarios to try and counteract that and write uh, mission specific rules that are going to keep, keep it flowing along the rails. Right. That, I think that's what players are looking for. They want to. I mean, the player elimination, that's getting boring. You know what I mean? People want to solve puzzles, want to. You know, do do different stuff out there. Why are you playing paintball? Well, for sure, and, and that's what we're getting with, like they said, the uh, the talk about the airsoft and the immersiveness, right? Like people are wanting to do something that's not just 
they want to shoot their friends, but they also want to do something. They're not just out there shooting their friends and working together too, is something that we're, we've always advocated. And from when we started this, you know, we appreciated the way that there's a lot of teams in the game and uh, the teams are always showing up to events together and doing stuff together. And you see them on the field. You're like, Oh, Hey, there's, there's vice, there's dark course. There's what have you out there on the field where we notice that start to kind of fall off. So we've been also trying to foster that and get guys working as teams and as units. Mm. Teamwork makes dream work. Yeah, we do that here. Like, and um, there's a couple of teams that when we go to our games, we always try to roll with because each team has a different style. For sure. So, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it, bal- it balances us out. Like, we like to flank, and we got another team to hit you head on. Then we yeah. got mad fed guys that'll shoot you from a distance. Stop giving our secrets. No, 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 Watch keep going. Video. Keep going. So when right. I come down to when I come down to play you guys still. Is that loud? Is that a vacuum? That's a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> make one sec. It's live, man. Shit happens live. It's, you know what I mean? Right? It's especially on this podcast because it's. You think by now, after 87 episodes, I would have found a way to be a bit more professional. But nope, not at all. <laughs> Why? Why do we want to be more professional? Exactly. See? And just like that, it's done. It's over. See? Pain is just gone. Just like that, it's over. <laughs> that was like a commercial break. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, oh my god all right so for anyone who's watching i keep yawning into the camera and uh i'm not gonna stop <laughs> oh hell jesus oh my god i can't right. stop it's been a long day Take long ass day Anyways, okay, so, right it's contagious across the internet there's there's a dozen people all yawning right now <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, so overall, was it a good event there, Jeff? Was it was it a, a decent time? Was it? Uh, so this is one of the first events where I've gotten a lot of negative pushback uh, from what happened at the event, and that's I mean, it's bound to happen. Uh, we've done this for three odd years now, and. I don't know how many events I'm up to. I can't even remember how many events I'm up to. I, I want to say 11 or 12. So, I mean, it's bound to happen. This is one of the first ones we've gotten a lot of negative pushback. We've got some good constructive criticism as well. So, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, we learned a lot of this event. We learned a lot of stuff that didn't, didn't work. And we learned what happened when, you know, like a team works well together and a team doesn't work well together. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was fun. We had a good time. And uh, I think a lot of players had a good time, but some players had a decidedly not good time. What was their complaint? Uh, so part of the one of the complaints we got a lot was that we didn't intervene uh, to, I, I guess, to equalize things. And this ties into kind of something that I said I wanted to talk about the uh, in our lead up there is, you know, like, so. We, and and I've bounced this off a couple of other scenario producers. So like, at what point does a scenario producer have an obligation to have, make sure everyone has a good time versus to run a balanced game and the team's going to win or not win, right? Yeah. So 
every game we've done to date has been very decidedly it's been you know a competition there's a winner there's a loser it's you know like and we we base our next scenario and we write according to the outcome of the of the game before it so you know like we we did a game actually the one you were at hooligan you know like so we did a game where g7 tried to blow up a, a dirty bomb in texas they weren't successful but there was still some fallout so the we had a scenario written for what had happened if G7 had succeeded and we ended up going the other route because G7, although they succeeded to a limited extent, it wasn't the effect they thought it was going to be. So the, the game changed. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's, that's part of our ongoing kind of story arc thing. So this time around, I kind of got the feedback from some of the other teams that, you know, like that we should have, modified the game and implemented measures to make it more even no in spite of the fact that like the game like was really it's you know we base everything around a team winning and what happens next because you know it's a immer- i mean i said we, we try and make it immersive we try and make it i don't know as realistic as you can so you know like i mean there's an outcome yeah yeah i understand that but I, I like I've been to some games where you win too much and you look at the end of the day and half the other team then left. You know what I mean? So like we just recently went to a game, we didn't put all our everybody who plays together, we didn't play on the same side because we didn't want to just dominate. You know what yeah. I mean? We wanted everybody to have a fun time out there. Which but, I thought was weak. I think yeah. you know what I'm saying? You have the whole Western <laughs> experience. You know what I mean? They they pretty much stacked the decks against the command bros, which is cool. Which is cool. But I'm saying I didn't agree with that. Malicious. Yeah. <laughs> well and that's some of the feedback I'm getting. I'm getting I'm getting told by some people, you know, like, well, if you want a competition, if you want a winner and a loser, keep it on the tournament field and the scenario should be I don't know. It sounds a bit negative, but you know, like your scenario should be kumbaya and everyone goes home happy. There shouldn't be Trust a winner that. or a loser. That's bull. Well, I don't, I don't go that far. You know what I mean? Like I agree with the winner loser thing, but it, it don't need to be a kumbaya neither. No. You know, well, everybody... you know, like, we give the guys a chance to uh, to recruit, and you know, we make sure the teams are numerically sound. And a lot of times, if we've got a couple of teams that are regulars that they they hold back registering, and they're like, okay. Put us where you need us to keep the teams even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's cool. And you know, like I appreciate teams that do that. And like I said, we go to our a lot of effort to make sure stuff's numerically sound. And you know, e- even though we generally try not to, I mean, we've started using stuff like airstrikes and whatnot to to clear out bottleheads. But I don't know. We we try and make it that as. I don't know, as legitimate as possible. Whereas, you know, like, I mean, if you're getting overrun, you have to think outside the box and figure out how to make your situation work. Yeah, there's, honestly, there's, you're, you're I think you're on the right path. I think you're doing the right thing. If, if I go into a scenario, like, I would, I would not be able to take an event seriously if I was signing up and it was like, okay, so the story is your team's going to lose. Because we've written it for the other team to win. Or, you know, some nonsense like that. No, it's write the scenario and then let the teams duke it out. If one team is better than the other, then that's the way the cards fell. If 
uh, you know, one team is steamrolling another and a group of players is willing to swap onto the other side, maybe to balance right, it out. Right. That's that's fine. But this Now let me this, ask let me ask you this. Was yeah. the winning team being a being a dick about winning? Not at all. Oh, okay. And then that's <laughs> And that's one of the things that uh, that I find with the groups that we're playing at our games a lot of times is that everyone's in it for the game. We don't we tend to not see a lot of, I guess, because Mag, I mean, it's big. Don't get me wrong. But relatively speaking, you know, like you see the same guys a lot of the times. It's it's starting to kind of expand a bit now. But the scene, even paintball in general is too small to, to, to be a, a dick. And I think you get a lot of these guys that play up here that, that understand that. And I, I've never once had a team winning or losing. I mean, there's some good natured kind of ribbing, but I've never heard. Yeah. 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 There's, there's no one, no one comes off the that. field rubbing it in that. Yeah. We're, right. uh, we're going to try out you guys. Go back to ears off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly. And we, and we don't get that. And that's, right. And that's, I think, what kind of uh, I felt bad for the team that was not ha- not having such luck out there. But yeah, like but... halfway through the event, like I'm not sure how, without making it completely unfair for the team that's winning, you know, like how how do you go in and tell a team that's doing exactly what they're supposed to do? You know, like they're moving, they're communicating, they're effective, they're they're playing well, in the spirit of the game. Like, how do you go in and tell them, hey, you, sorry, man, you you, you got to stop playing the game right? Or maybe you add, like, whoever's losing gets a special, you know, bonus that they get. If they do this mission, it can bring them up to catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You but could, it goes for the losing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'll solve the problem, like, for for that moment. But ultimately, I think just... Other than that, take the sand out your vagina and take the loss. <laughs> I was gonna say, just, just. <laughs> I mean, what more can you do? Bullet, deal with the loss. It's not like there was money on the line or something ridiculous like that, right? Next right. year, nobody's right. gonna remember what you know. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna. Oh no, I I agree. Nobody's gonna. Uh, yeah, uh, like I mean, call you up our, our like, game lost. It's, <laughs> yeah, our game. Our games aren't that uh, that important, you know. Like I mean, that intense. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I love paintball, but it's just paintball, guys. Right, 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 exactly. Right. It's it's funny because I asked, uh, I was I was talking to somebody and they were they found out I was in paintball and they were laughing and they're like, yeah, so they're like, so what's the sport really like, like on the inside, uh, after you've been in it for a while? And I said, I said, well, paintball is dominated by uh, the male between eighteen and forty five years of age. It is also the highest concentration of bitches I've ever met. Like it's pretty, yeah, oh yeah, big time. <laughs> and, but this, yeah, like if you can't deal with the fact that your team is losing and you can't consciously think, okay, wait, if we keep doing this, we keep losing. Maybe we should well, change. Train the harder. Yeah, train harder. Think outside the box. Do Watch something. Command different. Bro videos. They'll help you. Right there. Whoever lost that day, watch some Command Bro videos, and they'll help you get your game together. Yeah, and you will kick ass next time. And so. But for the love of God, Jeff, don't uh, don't orchestrate your games so that there's a specific uh, a safe room. Oh, yeah, you know, don't, <laughs> don't put the don't be like a safe word or something that the losing team can just be like, no, 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 we're not having fun because we're not winning. You need to change the game. Huckleberries, did you change the well, score? Uh, we'll we'll write a trigger warning on the top of our mission when we hand it uh-huh. out. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, trigger warnings and safe spaces. Oh, God. Oh, that was the case. I didn't never kept playing paintball. My first scenario, we got our asses whooped. Right. Well, and I think everyone does, and I think that's part of, right, you know, like, enjoy myself. Well, that's it. Like, you you have you you try and have fun doing it, and I think part of it too, right, is like you get that burn to win next time, right? And that's right, right. Even and though I, I had I, no idea what the hell was going on, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was just out there shooting in my first game. I, yeah. know, I didn't know nothing about props. I just know we lost. I didn't even know how we lost. You just know you did. Some guy told you you lost. You're like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, like, did we win that game? They was like, no, nah, we lost. Like, okay, we'll be back next week. That's exactly how it should be. You lost? Yep. All right, whatever. Like, right. Who cares? And I, I think there needs. To, I think there needs to be a lot more of that. And I, I think right. you're exactly right. I think yeah. that's. Um, I played a. I played a game of PEI, and uh, it was attack and defend of a building. Very similar to, uh, you know, like PRZ, uh, except much, much smaller building. Anyways, uh, we started inside the building. The team started outside the building, and, and they couldn't get in. And, you know, we were winning. We were bored. And, uh, but that, the other team that, that lost, a lot of them started leaving. They started going home because they, they weren't, quote, unquote, having fun. Um, and we were about to switch sides. So they were going to be inside the building. We'd be outside of it. And they're like, no, nah, this game is... Gives bullshit. It's, it's no fun. We're losing. And we're getting our asses kicked. And they left. I was like, but we're gonna switch sides. Like, why? Why are you bailing? And then, uh, now mind you, once we switched sides and everything, uh, three minutes we were in the building. We took it from them. So, those are the same guys who quit when you playing Call of Duty or Battlefield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, no, we lost that man. Y'all, they was cheating. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the, the the temper tantrums and the I'm not winning, I'm pissed off, it's got to stop. Like, it's, come on. Guys. Well, and not even just that is, you know, like, I mean, and what I think a lot of guys miss too, right? So, like, even the situation you just lined up, that's two perfect opportunities, right? So, you can't get into a building, so you have the opportunity to complain about it and go home, or you can use you've got to know so if you've got guys you're attacking a building for half an hour and these guys are just sitting there you got to know those guys are getting bored so you have the potential to use their boredom to your advantage or you have the opportunity to think outside the box and come up with an alternate strategy because your your right. current strategy is not working so and you've got two solid smooth. options on the table to try and break that impasse and try and yep. assault that building you know like so or I, I, I guess I'll, I'll go back to Fulcrum. Sorry, I'm ranting here a sec there, Hooligan. So go I'll ahead, go back go to ahead. Fulcrum where you were. So the last mission, you had uh, the one team had to breach that warehouse and get bombs inside that warehouse for a certain time. Yep. So the, so the opposing team, obviously, they put every single person in that warehouse and said, these guys aren't getting in that warehouse. So the one team just kept throwing bodies at this warehouse and getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. So if you if you've got an indefensible position, or and yeah, an unassailable position. So these guys are sitting there and they're there for the missions are forty five minutes. So if you have these guys huddled up in there for 30, 40 minutes, you know they're bored. So you send a couple guys around the side to kind of keep them not a hundred percent focused, but you got to know they're getting bored and they're going to be like, Oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go look for someone and they're going to start wandering. Mm -hmm. So you get them bored, you get them restless. 
And then when it comes to crunch time, you rush them because they're not paying attention because they've been sitting on their hands for 40 minutes. Like you've got strategies for dealing with stuff that guys just aren't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, and that's something we were trying to encourage as well is like, I don't think guys are putting the thought into these, these situations. They're just running out there shooting. Yeah, and that's what you like. You're saying like you do you do videos teaching people how to accomplish objectives, and I mean that's you know people need to watch stuff like that. People need there to look go. at stuff like that, and they need to say like, so, hey, like you know, like how am I going to do this differently than just throwing bodies at it? Yep, that's exactly it. You got to. That's where smoke box. comes into the issue. Smoke and diversions. And- well, yeah, yeah, you smoke diversion. You, like you send one or two guys to pluck at their their flanks. And like, oh hey, what's over here? So they're not paying attention. You send you you send smoke in. You you use your thunder V's or whatever the heck they're called now. Like you you yeah. do stuff that makes them wonder what's going on and not pay attention to the objectives. Yeah. You screw with them. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. It's exactly what you do. And uh, and I know because when I was in, in at Operation Fulcrum, we had to get into that warehouse, and a couple of us tried to get in through like a hallway. We got we got pinned, but. Uh, Still, that was Y'all kept them occupied. Too. That was yeah. There was it was a hallway. Kept them occupied so the main force can do what they got to do. Exactly, and it was fun as hell. Uh, but it was like throwing just bodies at a wall and just nothing was sticking. So we probably could have done that differently. But whatever. None of nobody complained. Though. At the end of the day of that game, we all went home. Especially all of us driving back to to New Brunswick are just like, you know what? That was awesome. That was badass. The whole way there, we were okay. That ride home, y'all talked about what y'all could have did. <laughs> yeah, and we're like we lost, and uh, at least I think we did. I think we lost. Anyways, uh, I was not <laughs> upset. None of us were upset that we lost. We just the whole way home, it was just like, oh my god, I did this, and then I did this, and I saw this guy do that, and it was just like this happened, and it was just ridiculous. It was just like a bunch of school kids the whole way home. <laughs> and that, and that, and that's the cool thing too, and I and I, li- I like hearing that people are having that experience and doing that kind of like. That the the stories and stuff with their teams after and that and that's something I love because yeah. I love I love the social side of what we're doing, so I love that guys are getting together after and you know like go grab a beer go have dinner or go on your drive right. home with your buddies and you know like talk about what you guys did and what you guys would have done different and so you've got ideas for next time and it's it's you know like it's bonding and it's thinking and it's expanding your awareness of what's going on right yeah that's exactly what it was and it was just. A good time. There was no, there was nothing wrong with it, and more people need to relax and enjoy the game. So, um, now, did you have anything else you wanted to rant about? Because you got half hour. <laughs> I got a half hour. Uh, no, you know, I've, uh, I can't say enough how much I love the guys that come out to our games and how much I appreciate the guys that come out to our games. Uh, it's not really ranty, but you know, this has been awesome these last three years and we're, we're doing stuff different in, uh, in 2017. And I think part of that's a, a factor of the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, we haven't announced what we're doing yet, but we're not doing the kind of the same things we did last year. Uh, and I, I know there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, grousing, uh, online. Uh, and I don't know, I'm sure, a lot of the guys that are into Milsom or whatever, they follow Evan and uh, and his shenanigans. So he's been posting up these uh, these poll questions about uh, you know what is X and what is Y and why why is it cheese you off in in Magfed. 
and we've been following that kind of stuff. And I think, I think we're going to start taking a, a bit more of a hardline approach to gear. Uh, I think it's coming to the point now that it's, it's causing, we've been, we've been trying really hard and fighting really hard to be inclusive and it's kind of biting us now where where people are using it as a, a crutch to why things are going the way they are because we've allowed X player with X equipment or whatever. So I think we're going to tighten up our equipment regulations and we're going to do our games a, a little bit differently where we're we're going to go with what we were saying earlier where, you know, we're going to focus more on the, the squads, the communication and, and I, don't, I, th- I think we're going to do something interesting this year that I think people people are really going to like. I'm excited for it. Hopefully, I'll make it down this time. Hey, who again? The picture's gone. Yeah, my camera died. <laughs> so give me two seconds, and I'm going to put a glorious Better picture. Of I'm going to put up a decent picture of myself, so you can stare at that. Just so everyone knows I'm there. Bam! There we go. I was getting, I was getting ready. Timmy's about to start talking about strippers. Well, you know, was if I could get the videos to work, we could <laughs> background strippers coming soon. Hooligan strippers. That, but yeah, so we're 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 excited for 2017. It's, it's going to be different, but I think I think it's going to be good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I really hope I can make my way over there. I know. Uh, I think if Not I had hap- uh, more notice for my trip to be canceled then I would have probably just, like, bought a plane ticket and flew over. But when you try to buy a plane ticket, try to try to buy a plane ticket a week out from the from the date, it's just sort of like, that'll be $2,000. <laughs> yeah, and if you and if you pay cash, they arrest you. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's Monopoly money. Um, <laughs> and my beard is just, like, random selection. Canadian tire money. Every time. And... You think you got something hidden in there? Uh, actually, I did get randomly selected uh, flying out of Toronto. That was fun. They they looked at me and they're like, "You have a choice: body oh. scanner or pat down." I was like, uh, "Body scanner." He was like, "Body cavity." <laughs> <laughs> and then they swabbed everything, and I was like, "What's going on?" They're like, "We're looking for heroin." <laughs> okay. <laughs> that beer makes you look like you know something about heroin. <laughs> at least they're on it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy was my age, and he's just like rubbing things down with these little like white uh, sticks, and he's just like, yeah, just you know, looking for heroin and cocaine. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't have any. <laughs> you let me know how that goes for you. Right. Right. right? You know, where I can get some while I'm here. <laughs> right. Obviously. You why am know I trying to smuggle? It? Yeah. It's like, why am I trying to smuggle it out of Toronto? I thought you tried to smuggle that stuff right. into Toronto. It was. Anyways, because I'm sure somebody somewhere is listening, so should probably quiet down on me. So now you've just randomly selected yourself next time, too. Next time, right. (laughs) I'm on a database somewhere now. I'm sure I am. (coughs) And, oh, it looks like we had Scott Cameron's attention when we mentioned strippers. He's all over it. (laughs) Somebody said they paid $198 to come here from Toronto last weekend. Uh, Where are you guys? We're, no, oh, great. Uh, uh, brother paid one ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. So he flew out of Toronto to Fredericton for two hundred bucks. That's that's not bad. I did Toronto to Fredericton and back for three hundred total. So that's that's, that's what not I'm, bad. No, that's not bad. That's what I'm aiming for. Uh, that was now, for, how far uh, are you from like New York? Uh, I'm. I guess about nine hour drive. 
I don't know how far away I am from New York I am. I should look that up. Do you know how far you are from Pittsburgh? Nope, no idea. I can tell you right now. Hold on. I know, I know. I'm nine. I know I'm nine hours from uh, Chicago. Okay, okay, okay. So that's about for us. That'll be about fifteen hours. Yeah, I'm fifteen hours from uh, Pittsburgh. So. I didn't ask you that over again. It's like, <laughs> hey, did you ask from Pittsburgh? <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So let's get on to now that my camera has died and uh, you can't see my hand right. movements and my funny face anymore. Uh, he's he's broadcasting naked now. Yes, it's very warm here and I'm stripping. Oh, well, I'm uh, five hours to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Five That's hours. That's not bad. Oh, it takes the same shit. amount of time to drive to Pittsburgh from here that it does me to go to Athelville. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, five five hundred and ten k. Yeah, I'm fifteen hours. That's ridiculous. So that's like hours what, from New York. It's like 270 miles. About that, yeah. Yeah, give or take. Red hair. Red hair Owen. Aha! Alexander Cameron. That's clever. Um, okay, yeah, so no, this, yeah. is, uh, this is a full participation uh, portion of the podcast. So everyone who is listening, who is willing to comment and is willing to make fun of themselves and have a good laugh at everyone's expense, uh, join in. So... I want to talk, we're going to talk about, we're going to go lighter side. We're talking about our uh, funniest new player memories. Not something you've seen a new player do. I want to know your, like, the, the, the memories that you think back of when you first started in this sport and you just sort of, like, shake your head and you're just like, God, I was such a noob. What was I doing? Kind of mentality. So, uh, Jack, you're the guest of honor. Why don't you used to go first? You have 19 years of paintball. There you go. Uh, so for me, probably one of the so I've got two kind of that stick out in my head is uh, the one of the very first early memories I had was so I started playing uh, indoor. I had never been outdoor. One of my buddies was like, oh, let's go play paintball. We started playing indoor. The place is a dungeon. Like it was just dark and slimy as all hell. You're afraid to touch the walls. It was bad, but. Uh, you know, it was a setup with buildings and everything like that. And it was, it was pretty cool. And I was hooked instantly, but everyone kept talking about, Oh, we should go play speedball. We should go play speedball. And all the scenario guys were like, we're all not even scenario, but like all like the, the casual guys are like, oh, I don't want to play speedball. I don't want to play speedball. And I'm like, what's the speedball that everyone's talking about. Right. Cause on the other side of the field behind, I get to cross like this catwalk and go down the other side. And it was the speedball field. And uh, one of the guys we were with is like, well, speedball, is where everyone just kind of lines up and turns around and shoots at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so this just sounded like the most ridiculous thing ever. And I'm like, I don't want to play speedball. That just sounds stupid. And uh, it yeah, sounds about so, right, though. <laughs> it's not wholly wrong, but they didn't say, like, you know, like they're not like, oh, there's like, you know, smaller bunkers and it's brightly lit right. and stuff like that. Because to me, paintball is in buildings in the dark, right? Right, right. So, uh, as a new player, it's like, you know, PayPal's buildings in the dark. So, uh, yeah, just that was my kind of, I'm a noob because I don't know what speedball <laughs> is kind of moment there. <laughs> okay, bricked up. And then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you had two. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, 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 my other one was, uh, so after I'd kind of started to learn how to play paintball, I was still pretty green, though. I didn't kind of understand teamwork and moving together is uh, a friend, one of the guys I met playing, he's like, okay, we're going to go this way, and uh, I'll, I'll take up and you take down. 
and I wasn't paying attention and he took up right in the way of my barrel. (laughs) (laughs) So he proceeded to get clocked right in the back of the head from about Mm. six inches away. And it was a rental gun, which was poorly chronoed and it took him off his feet. Nice. Classy. So there you go. That's yeah. Classy. That's, <laughs> so just, just do take top. I, I'll take. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I'm sure he was so, excited for that. Oh yeah, he was pretty happy. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah. Break top. What do you got, boy? Let me see. Um, mine's not that excited. I was playing my first time playing capture the flag. I grabbed the flag, tuck it in my shirt. And run all the way across the field, dodging paintballs, and uh, for the ref to tell me I'm not allowed to put it in my shirt. Then I said you can't put it in your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, "You're not allowed to hide the." He was like, "That was a hell of a run, but you're not allowed to hide the flag." So, that's. I wonder if the ref woke up that day and was just like. Yep, today I'm gonna to have to tell some guy not to hide a flag under his shirt. Like that's that's what's gonna happen today. I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, what is my most messed up new moment? And uh, shit, the first time I ran into a tank with my brother, because I had told him about tanks before, and he didn't believe me. And then the tank rolled up on us. Didn't believe him. And he started screaming and hollering and shit. I was like, Tank. He was like, What? I was like, Tank. Next thing you know, all hell rings. <laughs> 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 like the wood was chipping around him. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, okay, what do we got here? We got uh, Bill Hansbury. What is, your, what is yours? Oh, mine will stay for the uh-huh. last because mine's a, mine's a doozy. Um, uh, <laughs> Bill Hansberry Jr. Only new player memory I have is my buddy and I shooting each other in the same bunker because we never used axes before. Didn't understand the trigger sensitivity of electronic markers. We had a suicide pack that day, I guess. Yeah, that's funny. I actually, yeah. I see a lot of people do that with, when they're not used to the speedball markers. Like, they start to run and you're just like, pop, pop, pop. I'm like, oh. No idea how sensitive those triggers can be. Well, you shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> right. Uh, Lonnie, uh, Lonnie Collins playing my son last weekend was so focused on moving up on him, keeping an eye on him on the other side of a Humvee that I didn't see a ditch. Wound up shooting it out with him over the Humvee from my back. He won. (laughs) 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 This is Canadians talk funny. Oh, sorry. I'm going back to the comments because I missed a whole bunch of them. And apparently, yeah. All right. Dave is in love with Jeff, by the way. Dave's, Dave's an interesting fella. He's a. Is that Dave Andrews? Oh, Dave. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Cameron, 1989. First, hey, Scott, guess what? The first time you played paintball was the year I was born. <laughs> 1989, first you time played you played paintball when they had science goggles on. Yeah. Everyone started saying, going, uh, started saying, going to the woods. So tactically, I went straight down the field. That buzzer went down field, tripped, flipped, rolled, got into a single barrel. A uh, single barrel. Operation Force was 90 degrees to me, and I got shot in the ass. 25 seconds into the game, learned my mistake day one. 
<laughs> okay, so if nobody else has anything else, I will. Uh... Oh, Alexander said in 1993, first time playing, self nut shot after tripping over a tree root. <laughs> now, I've never shot myself in the nuts before. I'm sure that's very painful. I'm sure it is. I've been shot before, but actually, he should win it. <laughs> that man shot himself in the nuts. Yeah, from from point blank, because you know you can't shoot yourself in the nuts from far away. No, right. No. Yeah. It's... I oh. can, but <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, that yeah, no, that sounds horribly painful. Just that snap, and then you're done. You're off. You're down. Just no. Nope, nope, nope. So. Top that hooligan. Uh, yeah, okay. This is pretty cringeworthy. Uh, it's not so much I did something dumb as I was just, I was a very excited, uh, new to the sport uh, kid. So I first played paintball in high school and, uh, and I played one game, instantly hooked. And then I stumbled across this this uh, company called Spec Ops Paintball, and they had a website, and they had, you know, all sorts of cool stuff, and it was it was really well made, and it was really badass, and it was all scenario paintball. And they had like custom made and custom painted markers, and they had all this really cool stuff, and uh, I wanted to have that. I wanted to be that paintball sniper, back before first strikes were a thing, right? So right. I dumped a whole pile of money into a '98 custom. Uh, 16-inch Tipman sniper barrel, a stock, the big heavy coiled uh, remote line connected to a CO2 tank that, I mean, it didn't do anything for me. I, you know, I, Nobody I, could tell you you weren't badass. <laughs> you built right, up her I, body strength. All right, I played two games and thought I was unstoppable and, <laughs> and thought I knew what I was doing. And God, I was just... Oh, to think back, it was terrible. Terrible. I still have that 98 Custom, though. It's uh, somewhere around here anyways. It's all hacked to pieces now, though. I went at it with a hacksaw. So, um, that was definitely, that's definitely the one memory when I think back, and I'm just like, oh, God, that was terrible. Hey, look, but, Ashley said, my hubby took me paint. Took me out to paintball for our first date. I shot the ground and it ended up bouncing up and hitting him in the nuts. He still married me seven years later. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because oh, she might have walked out. <laughs> so, and uh, oh, I should actually apologize to Ashley because I was supposed to be. I'm injured, uh, baby. <laughs> I was supposed to be on her hubby's team. I was. I was. Uh, I was specifically asked. When I, for the Maritimers to be on that team, and none of us showed. Oh, them. was that Ashley Day? Yeah, yeah. See, that's why Cornerstone's team, that team, got steamrolled. The Maritimers weren't there. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, well, her husband actually led the uh, led G seven at uh, Cornerstone. Yeah, and then we could have bounced it off by going on the other side because we would have been like, no, 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 you're winning too easily. We're gonna go over. There you go. And we're gonna balance things out, and that's. See, that's the problem. So you're just gonna have to fly all twelve of us out next year. Blame the Maritimers. <laughs> Make a balanced game. 
I'll, I'll forward any further complaints to the Maritime Milson podcast. Do it. I love hate mail. Yeah, do that. Do that. Shit. Yep. Hate mail. We have a whole show. Just people want to complain about shit. Oh, my God. Just Isn't that every show? Yeah, mm. it kind of is. Basically. Uh, we just do a whole show of just reading hate mail. That'd be hilarious. Right. That would right. be awesome. Like they, no, no, like they read those memes on the late show about uh, stars. Oh, mean, mean tweets. Mean tweets. Yeah. If I use Twitter, Hooligan, read Hooligan reads mean tweets. Right. About paintball players. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next right. week, y'all make mean tweets so we can read them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. I mean would listen comments. to that. I would uh, listen to that. Mean tweets, <laughs> angry comments, whatever you want. I don't have right. Twitter, so you can uh, you can tweet all you want, but it's not going to go anywhere. But. Uh, yeah, no, send us mean messages. Send us send us your yeah. funniest mean messages. Uh, and we will read them. No hard feelings. If you if it now if it's like full of full on curse words and, and it's just Yeah, no hate mail. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's if it's borderline hate crime, we're not gonna read it. Uh, right. And, and we no, got a high tolerance, so Yeah. But nothing about the beard. No comments on the beard. No, I'm just kidding. Um no, you guys can say whatever you want. I think it'd be hilarious. That actually sounds like a really good time. Just reading hate mail. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Scott Cameron says he's getting two buses to do trips. Excellent. Uh, all right. I think we're going to call it early. We, uh, you know, we still got, we're, we're not quite at the hour mark yet, but I think we're going to, we're going to bring it well, to an unless, end. You, know, you got anything coming up? Uh, so yeah, so this is the end of our season for the uh, year. We're going into planning, but like I said, we're kind of, I don't know, full on rebooting, but we're doing, stuff, we're doing a lot of planning this year. And, uh, I'll tell you now, Hooligan, if you're planning a trip, plan, uh, October. Okay. That's going to, that's going to be the game to attend is, uh, our October game. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, other than that, you know, like we're going to be. Uh, we'll be active. We're pretty active on our social, or we try to be active on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that uh, tomfoolery. Uh, I guess tier one scenarios are Facebook and our uh, Instagram. And then I think it's just tier one scenario because Twizzer, Twitter is weird and won't let you have enough characters. Uh, they're getting rid of that, uh, I guess. Oh, are they? Yeah, apparently they're dropping the 140 character limit. Basically, just Oh, I just meant on the account name. The account name won't let us put tier one scenarios. It's too long. What? That's stupid. Well, you said it on me, but yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so we're, yeah, but right right now we're uh, we've got some some friends of ours like Magfed Militia and stuff like that are do which are is a big team up here and they do a lot of good and a lot of charity work and stuff like that. They're doing some winter stuff up here, which is going to be awesome. I know a lot of people are clamoring for winter things, uh, but us we're kind of going into a, a heavy planning mode. We're uh, we're doing some tweaking on the rules we use and uh, planning because kind of some some bigger more uh, intricate stuff so uh yeah we're uh, we're gonna be quiet for the off season we'll be out there and uh we're taking suggestions listening to what you guys have to say but in terms of events you're not going to see anything from us until uh 2017 cool 2017 all right top you got well you don't you don't have something coming up but i believe a friend of yours does no, we do have something coming up. Resident Evil, November the fifth. Three Rivers Paintball. 
If you're in Western Pennsylvania, the tri-state area, show up for a hell of a game with Mission Masters and props and There we go. There it is. There we go. Sorry, it took a second to kick over. So right. Resident Evil, November 5th, 2016, Mission Masters, Paintball. Look at that. Right. Come run with the bros. We don't know what side we're going to be on yet. So we always tend to wait to the last minute. So Keep them it's going to be a hell of a game. Toes. Keep them on their toes. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a lot of props involved. You know, we're running a Mission Master style. So nice. we got the videos for, I'm sure, with Forrest getting ready to drop. I got the trailers going to be dropping later on. Nice. So, hey, you know, it's paintball as usual. What do you do? Love it. Awesome. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think, yeah, I got nothing else. I got nothing right now. Um, so, check out uh, Tier 1 Scenarios on Facebook. That's where the magic's happening. Or will happen, I guess, next year, 2017. That's where they're going to start posting and everything again. And uh, The magic. <laughs> and check out Command Bros. Look them up on Facebook. Look up Bricked Up. Find out what they're doing. Right. Right. Check out Command Bros TV on YouTube, there Instagram, Command Bro 412. Uh, just Google Command Bros. That's, you Google Command Bros and it'll take care of everything. There, there. Just Google it. Just, just Google it. Awesome. Google it, baby. Okay, Google cool. it. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Oh, always a pleasure, guys. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. And, Great uh, having you. Yeah. And Bricked Up, thanks for helping out. Hey, and uh, for everyone who is still watching this live and is waiting for me to upload the rest of the episodes, I'll get on it tonight. And if you're listening to this uh, in your car or at home Daddy. afterwards, if you're downloading or streaming Daddy. it, uh, you then you're already talking? caught up. So who cares? Awesome. All right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> until next. Uh, until next week, everyone. Peace Cheers. out.